Welcome to episode 94 of the Roger Snipe Show. The Roger Snipes Show. Hey guys, my first ever paperback book, which is also available on Kindle, Your Mind Builds Your Body, is now available from Amazon. Now this book is an exercise and lifestyle book for anyone who wants a definitive and sustainable plan to transform their body and mindset. It takes you through my childhood upbringing so you can get an insight on where I came from. It also gives you all the methods which I have learned over the accumulative years, which has helped me sustain a healthy, strong, lean physique with the biohacks I recommend for longevity. The building block of the body is not just amino acids, it's the mind. This is my version of a complete guide to unlocking your true potential and working towards greatness. Visit Amazon and search Your Mind Builds Your Body and order today. Do you suffer from dry skin? Well, check out Skin Serum by Keon. They can transform dry troubled skin into a smooth glow complexion. The serum has been expertly blended with 12 organic plant-based ingredients designed to make you look more youthful, fighting the appearance of fine lines and aging. Some of the ingredients include aloe vera, calming lavender oil, hydrating ooba oil, balancing oregano oil, and more. Feed your skin the antioxidants it needs for a supple complexion by using Skin Serum. Check out getkeon.com forward slash Roger Snipes and use code SNIPES20 for 20% off. Yo, what's going on, peeps? Hope all is great and welcome back to the Roger Snipes show. So what's new? What is new? Uh, Olympics. You know what, I'd spoken to many people <laughs> that was excited to watch the Olympics and guess what? The TV has not been switched on once. I've not seen one. Actually, yeah, I've not seen one. <laughs> I switched on the TV and I saw, I don't even know what it was. I think somebody was interviewed about an event and I was like, oh, this is boring. I wanted to see some sort of Olympic action and I'm not seeing anything. So bye <laughs> and switched off the TV and that is it. So back in the days when I used to watch a lot of things like, um, man, I, I, I loved athletics. That was my jam. You know, that was my thing. And I haven't seen that. I haven't even seen that. So if you guys are watching it, maybe you can give me a heads up at some point. <laughs> I don't even know when it finishes. I've been so engulfed with work, it's unreal. Maybe I'll see something. Yo, so anyway, um, the person in question today is a good friend of mine uh, by the name of Rowan. Uh, his IG handle is Rowan Row, uh, which he is better known by. Um, me and Rowan, we've known each other for about 11 years and we've worked with each other we've <laughs> we've partied together man there's there's been some great times um it's been great watching rowan grow as a person and transition from where he was to where he is now 
Today's podcast is to help decipher how a person can change career and life with some setbacks, but manage to overcome obstacles and flourish. Now, Rowan is a content creator, or what people would say as a social media influencer. He has 1.4 million followers on Instagram, which displays a montage of suits, uh, casual wear, street wear, exotic locations. It's incredible. And 1.4 million on YouTube, where he displays a mix array of exercises uh, to keep you in tip-top shape. My friend Rowan is a sound guy. I think you'd love him. Let's bring on Rowan Rowan. So, Rowan, how you doing, brother? I'm doing absolutely amazing, bro. And thank you so much for having me on on your uh, podcast. Bro, man, we, 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 we've known each other for a while it's, now. This is this is overdue. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I was about to say, it's been a while since we've seen each other with the whole pandemic and everything. We've been to some interesting, you know, life journeys recently. It's true, man. It's true. How is business for you during this time? Is it still OK? You know what? You'll be surprised because I think business for me, I was the most successful in pandemic than before. Just because what happened, it, ha- it all started with uh, something unexpected, for example. So long story short, to kind of go into it, I um, obviously I was doing my Instagram and all that, you know, as we do, the influencers work. And then a lot of brands, they back down because obviously, you know, a lot of people went bankrupt and all that stuff. So it wasn't much work coming. So... You know, I was in indoors, wasn't really, a, we, we wasn't allowed to go out. So I couldn't take my content and stuff like that. And at some point I was doing a lot of content indoors, but I'm like, what well, can I do something else not to just stay indoors and watch Netflix all day? So I came with this idea. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to start uh, a YouTube channel and create some home workouts for people who, you know, the, the, the gyms were close and stuff like that. So I, um, I created a few home workouts and then they actually went viral on the YouTube. So I managed to grow a channel from literally from pretty much zero subscribers to over a million in less than one year. Oh my God. Just, just because the home workouts. Yeah. So I was actually in shock because I was just creating content and putting it out there and I can see like, oh my God, it's going viral, viral, viral. And then when the YouTube goes viral, a, a video on YouTube goes viral, then your, your subscribers goes up. So yeah, I've been helping a lot of people around the world to lose weight with my home workouts. And one of the biggest videos is now over 24, 25 million views. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been good for me. It's been good with the YouTube. Yeah, luckily. That's amazing, bro. Because um, um, just as an introduction to yourself, you, you know, you're a content creator, social media influencer. Um, you got, yeah, 1.44 million followers on YouTube. Um, and can't remember Instagram, 1.2? 1.4 as well, actually. 1.4 yeah. as well, yeah. okay. And 106,000 on Facebook. And I'm not, not too sure on Twitter. Um, 
numbers there's are a lot of low. social platforms these days isn't it roger i'm saying man <laughs> you know, when you we start it was only facebook when we when we met yeah exactly well, what's your facebook bro <laughs> Yeah, people are like, oh, are you on Instagram? I'm like, oh, I ain't got time for that. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> We've got TikTok now. Are you on TikTok at yeah, all? Yeah, I am on TikTok as well, and I should push it more harder because what happened, obviously, I started in a pandemic mm-hmm. where everyone was on it, making all these uh, funny videos. And then because my YouTube went, went viral, I was more focused on Instagram and YouTube. So I kind of left TikTok on the side. But now I kind of want to get back on a TikTok platform because it's getting big. It's just like, not really for me, but I could create some sort of content that actually match my lifestyle on TikTok as well. I feel, yeah. like, it's, I feel like it's more of a, a teenager platform. You definitely need to be very creative and have a lot yeah. of energy for that, you know, in order exactly. for people to gravitate to it. You got good energy, then, though. Thank you, brother. So as you. And oh, then talking yes. about TikTok, because otherwise I, I forget my idea. Talking about TikTok, uh, I realized um, in the past few months that Instagram slowed down complete engagement because what I see people who make uh, Instagram reels, they grow quicker. And I oh, keep right. an eye to a few of the people on, um, in the industry. And then I see once they make the reels in the past few months, they've been growing like crazy. My Instagram has been slowed down recently because I haven't made much reels. So I'm starting to get into reels as well. Right. You know what? Like reels, for some reason, was hmm. removed from my Instagram page. There's a lot of people that said that. It's not only you. I have a lot of friends that said the same thing. Well, why? I think there was an issue with a, with, a, with a platform or something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, that, yeah. But usually those people had the issue if they traveled to another country. So... I remember I was on, on business trip recently to Maldives and my friend didn't have reels in Maldives. And I was like, oh shit, I still got mine. So it, it's strange though, if you travel and stuff, for certain countries, they have different rules. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a massive success right now. I've seen other uh, lifestyle type of influencers like really look up to you and... It's, it's a beautiful thing to see. I'm like, this is great, you know? Because I've I've watched Rowan when he was a baby. I know. Oh and, you know God. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, from the very beginning, before there was all this madness with social media, and it's it's a really beautiful thing to, thing to see, you know? Um, but it hasn't always been that way for you, obviously. I mean, we can go in a time when we met, but even before then, obviously you haven't, lived in UK all your life. You're from Romania. Hence the the beautiful accent that you have. Um, So when, how's the story? Like, when did you come over to UK? When did you think, you know what? I want to start a life in UK. How was it for you? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for the kind words, bro. With all the success, there's still a far way to go in in my head, you know? So, but yeah, everything started uh, with... um, Basically, I, w- I was doing all right for myself in Romania because I was doing three different jobs. So I was working as a, I was a professional athlete. I was a runner. So I was, I was being paid from the Athletics Romanian Federation. And then I also I was also hairdresser because I find a, a passion for cutting people's hair and styling their hair. So I was a hairdresser. I was having my business at home. My dad uh, gave me one of the bedrooms. We had a three-bedroom apartment, so he gave me one of the bedrooms to have my business there as a hairdresser. And then 
I was also working as a dancer, and that's where I met you at the audition in London. Yeah. <laughs> when I came, yeah. So what I wanted, obviously, I was 21 when I moved to UK, and obviously straight to London. And uh, obviously, in my head, I was, you know, I was happy in Romania. I was, you know, starting from from zero with small jobs, and then I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm I'm 21. I have three different sources for of income. It's great, but looking you know trying to look further okay i have different goals so if i stay on these jobs 10 years from now i'll, I'll still be here so i wanted to go to a place where it's like you know we're talking about london we're talking about new york like you know places like this where it's a lot of you know entrepreneurs young uh, community that comes with different ideas every time so basically i always love the challenge in life Mm-hmm. so uh, if i'm in a room sitting with people and i feel like i'm the smartest one i think i'm in the wrong room yeah absolutely that's how i think so uh, in my head i was like okay cool romania is great blah blah but it, it's you know i i for example i don't want to be the best hairdresser or dancer in my city i want to be probably the best hairdresser or dancer in london it's right. london you know mm-hmm. so it's everything you start doing you you meet some of the best people in the world that in one city and then that's why i picked london i would have originally go to us but obviously it would be hard with visa as a eastern european and all this but uk back then was part of you know union european and all this so it's much easier for me to make the transition and come to london Mm, and then it was obviously difficult because i couldn't speak the language i didn't know the culture obviously the hardest part is not for me it wasn't speaking the language the hardest part is learning the culture because, for example, Roger, let's say I'm going on a date with a girl in the UK, right? So, okay, you speak a bit of English, but then can you make that girl laugh? It's different jokes, different, you know? Yeah. So that's why I found it really hard for me to, to understand the culture. And once you understand the culture, it's much more easier, the lifestyle here. But yeah, so that's what made me come. Just wanted to, you know, explore more parts of myself, what I can do in the future and, you know, meet some really like let's say interesting people and uh, focus people towards what they do that's awesome would you still consider going to us or do you think uh, well happy? i i am really happy here but of course you know i've been traveling recently quite a lot so every time i travel i realize how much i miss london right. and i i do love i think it's it's in terms of like you know economy jobs and everything i think uk is a great country compared to so many countries out there obviously i can't say much about us because i've never been but i know us is still a big uh, and amazing like country to to start something uh, if you want to make a business or anything really yeah 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 totally makes sense so now in UK and you've taken some of your skills with you and it's funny you mentioned dancer because yeah I met you at an audition because I thought um, I think for me personally I had um, shortly won a few um, titles like modeling titles Uh, one called Mr UK another one was called Mr Britannia and I was looking for other opportunities and I saw this advert for a dancer and I thought do you know what I can uh, yeah I can dance in the clubs and that was when I met you. I just saw this, this, this cute young guy just doing some stretches. I was like, wow, 
Look at this dude over I, here. I, I still remember now when I saw it, I was like, Jesus Christ, the guy's physique is unreal. <laughs> I remember, Kevin, bro, I never see anything like that. Like, and even obviously when I was going, I remember when I started doing uh, fitness competitions, like, you know, you, you did so many of them. I was like, I was checking so many of your videos on YouTube to see how you post and all that. I was like, this guy's just he's got it just on point. <laughs> so yeah, obviously you were a massive inspiration for me from that perspective as well. I was like, it's just the transitions and everything. Like there's so many people look good, but not many people can actually show what they got. Mm-hmm. And that's oh. why I was like, oh my God, like Roger's sick, man. I, I still remember now that video from WBFF when you went and you just literally few poses killed in hell that win it. <laughs> I'm like, that's how you're done. Oh, I get you. myself in, I get myself out. That's it, man. Collect yeah, the trophies. Man. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you've you done some great stuff on the stage as well. Um, I know you've done, um, I know Miami Pro. A few Miami Pros with Pure Elite. I actually did WBFF, but obviously I was too skinny. <laughs> so I had to pull more. Yeah, it was, that was always my problem. It was always lean, but always a bit too too skinny. Yeah, I think always you... had the problem to pull pull muscle on. That's not too bad, man. Like yeah. same time, you don't put on any fat. Like you've always. Well, been... I'm happy now. Being now exactly being now in my thirties, you know, I still look at my physique. I'm like, it's great because I can still have the pizza and everything, and my body is still the same. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, man. Seriously, like I've admired the way you've you've just somehow uh recreated yourself like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and you know but your your body has always remained in shape there's never been an off season oh what's happened here <laughs> we are back perfect 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 literally just kicked me out it, it happens. It happens. There's been a few times when I'm talking and the uh, internet is really bad and just cuts everything out. So I was just uh, complimenting the way you've been able to transition from one to another um, really smoothly, you know, and have always looked great during all that time. Um, Thank you, so I saw you, you, you slowly started to move into content creation. I remember that um, you was posting these really cool photos and what was the early camera that you had? It's probably an Olympus or something like that. Do you remember what the early camera? Uh, I, 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 uh, my very first proper camera actually wasn't Olympus, was a Nikon. A Nikon. Yeah, it was a Nikon. Yeah, yeah. I remember a lot of content creators that have that Olympus you're talking about. Yeah. yeah everyone yeah. had that one. I literally, everyone in the industry had that Olympus pen. <laughs> yeah. And you had a certain look to your images. I think it was just slightly, slightly overexposed. I think that was the oh, style. Oh, yeah, back yeah, then. yeah. That, uh, that clean feed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Loved it. And I remember coming to you like, hey, bro, like loving what you're doing. I need some tips. And you was like, you know, telling me exactly. And to be honest, I always had my camera on automatic. Like I never used manual. I was scared. And it was... Yeah, it manual, was manual is, is the best, yeah. Yeah. Like if you, you if you know how to you know use and stuff, it's you can get some great content and manual. Yes. So when did you discover social media and thought, do you know what? Content creation. Let's let's do this. Like how, how did that start for you? Uh well, I think obviously 
as we both know from fitness industry and back in the days with the body power and all that, we were creating, you know, a lot of fitness content. And then kind of the transition from fitness into fashion, it was in my head was like, okay, cool. I just, I just wanted to bring more than just a, a nice Polish physique to the, to the public. So I wanted, my idea was to, to create a massive uh, male audience to kind of give them that idea how to dress, but at the same time, how to stay in a, in a good shape all year round. So that's the transition. I was like, okay, cool. Let me not just post just like, you know, fitness shots and training stuff. Let me kind of put some fashion there and as simple as possible so everyone can pull off different looks. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be that sort of gentleman that brings, you know, not just street style and denim and stuff. I wanted to bring some formal as well. So guys can get ideas how to dress everywhere they go, like either it's a date or like cinema or, you know, wedding or anywhere. So that they get ideas how to how to dress and, you know, at the same time, how to keep up with a nice, nice physique and also the grooming side of it, hair, beard and all this. Just have that modern gentleman look. So, yeah, I started, I remember back in 2015, it was, yeah end of towards end of 2015 i just was starting posting more outfits and i seen they they started doing really well and a lot of different fashion pages from around the world they starting sharing my content on their instagram accounts and then that's where i actually started to grow my instagram channel uh and i was like it was all a passion of mine. And then I see brands approaching me, oh, how much you charge per post? And I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> it's, it's crazy how it changes. I was like, obviously back then it wasn't like it is now. And when I realized that, you know, I could make a decent income from my hobby, I was like, oh shit, let me just like put some more focus into this because it's actually real. And it's not just me being passionate and trying to, you know, show guys different variation, how to dress. It actually becomes a full-time business for me. And then, you know, I got to the point where I had to leave my previous job and I started Instagram full-time. And then I remember after a couple of weeks or so, everything went down the line because my account was hacked. So I basically had no, I had no job. And then my account was hacked as well. So yeah, and then I remember in my that head, bit just quickly. It was it was yeah. you had about uh, about a hundred almost two almost almost yeah yeah almost two hundred thousand yeah. almost two hundred thousand yeah bro so it yeah. was but you know what Roger looking back now I'm laughing because I realized so many things when it happened and not just like business wise friendship wise as well. Because I had, uh, you know, certain individuals around me taking pictures with me three times a week, right? And then after my account was hacked, these certain individuals, they pretend and, you know, they didn't have time for me anymore. Yeah, so that's another thing where I realized, wow, these, uh, these people were actually hanging around with me because I actually take cool pictures. They get good pictures and then they get growth as well because I'm all the time with them and then I share them on my account and all this stuff. And then after that, I was actually completely shocked. And, you know, instead of becoming a victim, I took control. So I was like, you know what? I'm, in my head, I was like, I'm going to fly all over the asses again. So I just started a new account and I've just been very positive and very 
very you know put a lot of focus and hard work towards it obviously i had another, i had to take another job on the side because you know i had to make money to survive and to pay the bills mm-hmm. so i remember at the time i took a job as a personal trainer and um i loved the job it was great i was enjoying myself but obviously between the clients and early morning before i go to work i always take time to create some content for my instagram so that's what I'm trying to say. And obviously for the listeners as well, because there's a lot of people who hate their jobs. So I always say, try to, you know, after hours to try to find a passion for yourself because that passion might become a full-time job in the future. And then, you know, you, it's just good when you do something that you love from the bottom of your heart. Because I have, you know, and you probably know a lot of people, they wake up doing nine to five, which is nothing wrong with a nine to five if you love your job. But there's people, they're like, oh God, it's like, thanks for this Friday and people like us will be like, thanks for this Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's the sort of mindset you, you have to have. So yeah, of course it was hard. My Instagram was gone. I wake up the next day. No, no income, no nothing. And I was like, it was really, really hard, but hard days, ne- never forgetting the hard days always works with me. And even my now keeps me going. And the most important thing is when you're down there, that's the most that's that's the the most important thing how you think when you're down there rather than oh my god everything is going great now i have this type of source of income i'm unstoppable that's not you you unstoppable when you're down there and you have nothing and you're like what's next what am i doing now in my life so then you're trying to you know take time with yourself and figure out what's the next step wow that's powerful you know i know i've reached certain points in my life like that but what i do like is the, the eye-opener of, like, who are the real friends as well. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a shock for me. I was like, I can't, I can't believe. And then even now I realize in, in many, because I go to events and sometimes, and, you know, there's certain in individuals, influencers, that they only will hang around with people bigger than them or at their level. And which the way I see it, for me, I don't hang around with you because your number of following. I hang around with you because you make me inspired with something. So I don't care at what stage you are in life. All I care is like, I look at you, I was like, that person makes, it gives me something that inspires me. I don't care the, the state status, you know? That's how I judge people. Because uh, a lot of people yeah. will be like, I go to events and I'm having a normal, normal conversation with someone, right? And I can see they just like talking to me like, you know, just... Yeah, man, yeah. And then when they find out about my social media, oh my God, you have blue tick. Oh my God, you have one point something. You know what I mean? <laughs> As you see, the, their faces change, you know, and you realize, why can you just not be, you know, just talk like, you know, like I'm no one, you know, or something like that. I hear that. Because a lot that. of people, uh, yeah, they change once they see your numbers and stuff like that, which is, it's fucking sad, you know? <laughs> Bro. I feel you. Yeah, and I, I know you've been to these situations as well, so. It's uh, tough. Like, sometimes yeah. you don't want to talk about social media at all. Yeah, They're yeah. Like, oh, are you on social media? I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. sometimes I'm yeah. like, yeah, I kind of yeah, use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly, because they, they, they change their faces and stuff, like. Yeah, yeah, too much liquor. So I'm not. I'm, yeah, like, yeah, exactly, exactly. You just don't know if they genuinely like you. Like, you know, do, do you yeah. actually? Mm, that's tough. Yeah, and you must yeah, get that yeah. a lot. Um, 
So you get the opportunity to work with so many cool brands. What what would you say is, I'm guessing you probably couldn't name the top ones, but could you name a few amazing experiences? I think one of my favorite brands I've been working with ongoing, and I always wanted to work with them, I think will be Sony. So I've been working with Sony, like the cameras, the home systems, like music and stuff like that. Recently, I did the... Actually, recently, it was just before Christmas, I did a really cool campaign for them, which was probably one of my favorite campaigns. Uh, I mean, one of my, let's say, when it comes to tech. Uh, I did, um, I had to promote their new, basically, they released the PS5. And then okay. they, or with the PS5, they released this uh, new Bravia uh, TV, 65-inch. So that was a really cool campaign because obviously when I was young, I used to be a gamer. So I was like, wow, Sony wants me to do the campaign for PS5 and the the new the new gaming TV. So I was like, that's amazing. It's like a blessing for me to, you know, achieve this because it was always a brand that I always wanted to work with and it's very well known worldwide. So I was like, wow, that's amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. So yeah, we've been doing a lot of work with Sony ongoing. And then, yeah, there's many other brands like fashion, watches and everything. There's brands that I really work. Cars, even car. I'm doing the ongoing partnership with like Aston Martin as well. Ooh, okay. So it's it's really, the really cool, that classic British brand, you know, cars been doing quite a few different, like exploring different cars from their collection and stuff, which is quite nice. Um, mm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so many different uh, partnerships with different brands. So it's, it's, it's been good. I don't think I have a, like a, my favorite, if, if I think about everyone asked me this question, what's your favorite ever campaign? I don't think it's like a favorite ever because all the campaigns are different in different ways. Yeah. So there's something favorite about each and one of them I did in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you must get lots of free stuff as well. I know I get yeah, you do get free, free stuff. stuff, but you know, <laughs> when you get to a certain level, you need to know when to say no. Yeah. Because when you work with certain brands, which is, you know, the way the business works, uh, it's when you reach a certain level and you work with like high top brands, you can't really go to a smaller brand because the biggest brands you work with, they kind of don't like that and it's clashing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you need to be very like, you know, selective, you know, and in a way that you don't piss the clients you work with already off and stuff mm. like that. That's interesting. Yeah. For people who are starting in this whole social media world, they see people like you, like, oh, Rowan, I love you. You know, they see you and they, you know, they want to follow you, just follow in your footsteps. They want to be like you. They style their hair like you. They tag you. They're using a hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, you know? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So for those type of people, they're, you know, they're diehard fans and, you know, they're, they're trying to be like you. Like, what would you say to those type of people that are really trying to see success in their life like yourself? And let's say they don't have that much of a following in this day and age. Uh, what would you say would I think I think I always talk from my experience. Right. So from my experience, I always told them, like, anything you want to achieve in life, don't start because... Okay, yeah, you probably find yourself an idol. Like, you know, I had idols and I always look at the people up when I was younger. I was like, I want to be like that person. But then I always try to tell them, try to, you know, get ideas from your idols, but then follow exactly what you want to do. And don't, 
let's say, for example, if they want to become an influencer, don't start because you get freebies. Because a lot of people, there was that, oh, I want to start because I get free clothes or free, you know, devices or stuff like that. I think that's, you, you fail halfway through straight away. I always say, like, start because you want to inspire someone with something. Uh, that's why I started. And probably that's why I have the success. I had the success for social media because I actually, I wasn't craving the money. I was craving the, you know, to create as much content as I can so I can inspire the people from around the world to get ideas or like, for example, okay, cool. I'm going on a night out. I'm going to go on raw on space to see what, what should I wear. That's yeah. why I, that was that, my aim. <laughs> that was, that was my aim. So that was what my aim when I started my whole, you know, fashion thing. My aim wasn't like, oh yeah, let me get as many free clothes as I can. Like it, that wasn't the aim. Like I, I, I aim much more higher than that. And just to, because once, once you create a product good enough, like anything out there and people buy, if it's good enough, people will buy into it anyway. Mm. So that's my, my idea was like, I want to create that page good enough when, any guy out there will be okay cool i'm wearing suits i'm gonna go on ron's page i'm wearing like you know street style denim i'm going on ron's page that was my aim from the beginning and that's why i said to this audience when they asked me what's the steps you will give me to you know to be a successful instagrammer or you know influencers i always say anything you do because a lot of people say oh yeah but i'm not as you know I don't have a good hair like you. I don't look as good as you, blah, blah. And I said, Instagram is not about being a model. An influencer is not a model. An influencer is like when you influence someone with something. So you can even create a food page if you love food. You don't need to show your face on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can create anything you want. That's why I said the power of social media is there. I think it's amazing because we have, you know, this power in our hands, like internet and everything. A lot of people, sorry, I'm going to go out a bit of the subject. You know, a lot of people when they say, oh, these days, internet, everyone is on their phones. But yeah, because back in the days, we didn't have internet. So I think it's amazing that we have this, you know, we make money for our phones. Back in the days, it wasn't like that. So yeah, um, the power of social media, I always say like, you don't have to be the best looking model in the world to make uh, you know, to make an income or to create a product online that inspire people. You can have all any sort of page. You can be an architect and put pictures not of indoor houses or stuff like that. So you can create anything you want. That's what people get wrong. Oh, I'm not going to start Instagram because I don't look like these people. I say, you don't have to look at these people. You have something else that pe those people, they don't. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love it. Love it. So, what are the amazing locations that you have? Like, oh. what, like sometimes <laughs> I'm like, right, I need to, I've got some, got some clothes. Um, I've just recently launched some clothes, by the way. And That's I'm amazing. Like, well done. Thank you. I'm like, damn, I need to find a location. Yeah. Oh, tough. I was like, I should speak to Rowan. Well, since we're here talking, yeah. How yeah. do you find all these amazing locations? Uh, well, how does it obviously, work, uh, to be honest, you obviously for living in London for and for doing this influencing for you know many years, I I had the ability and the capacity to move around London all the time. So now I kind of know exactly. Okay, if I'm wearing this, what sort of location fits my outfit? So if I'm wearing something edgy, I will go Shoreditch or Brick Lane. If I was something more smart, I'll probably go in the city of London bank area or Kensington or, you know, and then once I pick an area, I always move a little bit around because it's all about the light, where the light comes from and stuff like that. It's more into that than obviously to get a good shot than just location. And then, yeah, I just, 
I just basically move around and trying to find different corners and, you know, spots that actually fits the look I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And um, you've obviously uh, improved your, your, your quality of images. So what was the first camera you mentioned? A Nikon. Uh, it, was a, it was a Nikon. But what I'm trying to say now with the quality of the image, I think it's obviously it's good to have a, you know, a great camera. But even if you have a beginner camera, you can still take some great shots if you have the right light and if you know how to set the camera on a manual. Uh, so you don't have to spend, you know, five grand on a camera to take a good image because I know people who spend five, five grand on a camera and they still take shit images because they have no idea how to use that camera. Right, yeah. But if you find someone who knows how to work with a camera, you can still take a good shot with a, you know, 500 pounds camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are you so, working with now, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Sony. <laughs> All right. right. Which Sony, one? Yeah. I like the I like the mirrorless one, the A7 ones. So I'm using the A7 III because uh, I was before Sony. I was with Canon, and I had a really good Canon actually. Uh, it was a 5D Mark IV. Great camera. I remember that. I remember that. But since all these companies, they start releasing the mirrorless, now even Canon, even Nikon, obviously Sony started with, I think, first mirrorless cameras. They just, they just perfect. They small and they do the job and they super quick, super fast and the shutter speed and everything. I think they're really, really great camera for any content creator out there. I'm not, this is not an ad, by the way. Ah. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's a great and it's very simple to use as well. It's not very complicated, you know, like a, a big DSLR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the quality is basically the same. Okay, because I was going to ask you about that. You've obviously had the Canon, now you yeah. have Sony. Um, some people say that the Canon has a slightly softer look to it and Sony a bit harder. Like, what's your thoughts? Like, if you was to... I think, I think I prefer more the color-wise. I think the Sony colors are much better than the Canon. But at the same time, you won't see much difference. It's like buying a Ferrari and Lamborghini and see which one is better. Right. It's still, both are good cars. Obviously, each one of them have different things. But it's the same with these, uh, you know, really good cameras. They're both good. In depends for what sort of photography you're using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about um, editing apps? How? What would you suggest is good to uh, edit with? Picture wise, picture wise, I always work with uh, obviously Photoshop and Lightroom. Um, Photoshop, when it comes to clean the image, Photoshop is great. And Lightroom, you you play around with the presets, with the lighting, and all that which I think is phenomenal from that perspective. And then video-wise, obviously this uh, Premiere Pro and Final Cut. I work with Final Cut Pro, which I'm sure you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think Final Cut is great. But then when it comes to color grading, I use different programs. Mm. Uh, so yeah, because you can get more stuff from color grading from different programs. You, you, know, you connect it with the Final Cut and then you get more it's and then easier as well to color grade right okay yeah and that's for the videos the color grading that's that's for the for the videos yeah so basically color grading is like let's say for example you have final cut you have photoshop and color grading you have you know uh, lightroom 
And then obviously for Final Cut, it's different programs that they're very similar like live on, but for videos. Oh, right. So what yeah. difference does that make for a person who might not do color grading and just use a, a uh, video? Sometimes you don't necessarily need to do a color grading if you're a really, really good, you know, videographer and you set a certain light on your camera that is already color grade. For example, probably a, a year back, I met this guy who works with Fuji, Fuji cameras. And right. then his YouTube videos, they're really nice. And I said to him, what color grading are you using? It's so perfect. And he said, no, this is how we set up for my camera. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that was my face. I was like, what? Well, <laughs> yeah, so there's some people out there who knows their, their stuff, yeah. Right, brilliant. Obviously, I, I, know, I know a lot, but I know more the basics and stuff, but there's people who go more deep into it and that's what the, is their profession, you know? Mm. so it's good to talk to them to give you some ideas and you know to get some you learn from them with the well, skills it's so interesting to know because you put out some amazing content people love it and you might not necessarily be i don't know the greatest in color grading and all the settings and stuff but you know what works you know what yeah I, that's why i said depends on what sort of content you you're providing to your audience as well because if i do a, let's say i pull up a home workout on my youtube obviously it's good to be to look good and clear and stuff like that but people they don't go into deep details or yeah but it's like for example if someone works in let's say you look at a very experienced vlogger who travels around the world. Obviously for them, it's more important color grading and stuff like that. Cause you know, right. it's different clips, different images, but as a home workout, you know, you just keep it basic, mm-hmm. keep it basic. Otherwise you, you waste so much time focusing on color grading and you know, you still get the same amount of views. Cause the reason why people, they follow that video because they're going to work out with you. They're yeah. going to stay there. It's not all I see the color grading in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Like, because uh, sometimes yeah. I'm caught, you know, when I'm editing, obviously, and then probably happens to you as well. I, we complicate ourselves trying to bring this, this, which is good. We're learning. But then once you finish the video, I was like, well, you still get the same amount of views, like if I would have keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a, do you have a team of people or do you do everything yourself? I uh, I have a I have a team, but uh, it's not a very big team. I have a person working for me, which is she's a friend of mine. So she basically she's basically my assistant, sort of PA. So what she does for me, she um, she deals with all the marketing and all the deals and everything that comes into my emails. So because I used to be with different agencies before, and I was losing so much work, and I was like, I just want to find a person that I can trust then I can have, I have the authority to see my, what's going on to my emails. And then that person works for me and then sort out all the emails. And then she's going to ask me, well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? With the agency, what happened? You don't, I don't have the access to my email. So I don't see what's going on in my email. And I hate that, you know, I need to know what's going on. So that's why I kind of wanted more of a, a team than an agent, like someone who's close to me as a friend, I can trust. And then, you know, they get paid their salary at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had the, I was lucky enough to find this friend of mine who she's very experienced in, you know, what she does. So, yeah, we started, uh, she was doing at the beginning a lot of emails to me for free. I was like, I was getting so much work. I was like, I need to pay you, man. Like, you, <laughs> you bring it, yeah, you bring me so much work and you're just being such a nice person. But yeah. I feel bad. <laughs> like, so then we started, uh, we had a serious talk and then we, 
you know, we she started working to me on a professional level all the time, like full time. That's amazing, man. That's cool. So, um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And like, uh, what's a typical day for you? Like, as an as you know, content creator, social media influencer, you know, like uh, so. I always life, it looks amazing. Yeah, I always try to you know wake up early and go to the gym and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing first, obviously, go to the gym, have my workout, and then come back home and carry on with the day. Obviously, every day is different. There's certain days where I'll be just indoors on my in my office because my office is in my house and working, editing, planning future content. And then there's another day who will be a content day. So wake up, go to the gym, come back home, getting ready. And then I go out, take, you know, shots for my, you know, depends what sort of uh, content I'm creating. If it's home workouts for YouTube, if it's uh, vlogs, if it's, you know, just images for the Instagram. So yeah, I have days when it's just like full on content creation and days when it's just like admin, indoors, editing and stuff like that. Mm. And then, of course, there's days when we have, you know, jobs like events or stuff like that, going away with different brands. So it's those days as well, which is like more fun when you go away with more people and stuff like that. Obviously, not much in a pandemic, but <laughs> we're still wait, wait, waiting for these days to come. Yeah, true, true. Look, Rowan, I think I think we're good, man. I think, yeah. I think I've got everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was just that was that was amazing stuff. No, great. Thank you. Uh, you have to let me know when it's out so I can share you on my socials as well. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So, um, as I said, you are on, you're on Instagram, you're on YouTube, Twitter. Like, what is the Twitter, sorry, what is the handle on all of them? So, most, most of the handle is just at Rowan Row. Rowan so, Row. Mm-hmm. Rowan Row, it's all of them pretty much, yeah. So if the audience, they search their own Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, YouTube, TikTok, it will be all Rowan Row. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, guys, you definitely got to follow Rowan. I'll put all of his information in the show notes. Like if you want any tips on clothes, hairstyles, um, locations, wow, incredible. His page is incredible. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time, brother. And we got to catch up, man. We got to catch up. Yeah, you'll have to let me know when you when you next in Central London. We should go to one of those, you know, restaurants because I have restaurants as well. So you know, like we were talking about that before. Like, oh, come over, and then you forget which one invited you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we'll definitely keep me posted when you next in Central. We will be nice to grab some food, a coffee, or something, and. Maybe have a workout like old days. Like the old days. That would be really nice. Yeah. It would be. That would be, man. Yeah. All right. For the meantime, man, you have a great day and we'll catch up real soon. And you, brother. Take care of yourself. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome. 
but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.